0: On episode 1145, Jason explains how Slack's product stagnation could have led them to sell to Salesforce.
1: Okay, everybody, it is an exciting day if you are a Slack shareholder, or it might be disappointing because people thought Slack was going to be this independent company that grew forever and maybe became worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But it seems the company with the headwinds of Microsoft Teams constantly blowing them back and the inability to grow really fast. They seem to have put themselves in a position to be forced to be acquired by a larger company. It's kind of a bummer, you know, I think that the company couldn't keep growing and then use its public stock to acquire other companies. And it does seem like there was some sort of a product roadblock inside the company where they just couldn't get new features out, couldn't get new competitive products in market to get people excited. They just did a good job of being solid, right? And there was no real competitor except for Microsoft Teams to come out of this. HipChat gave up and wound up selling to them. So you have to wonder, is there gonna be a new chat enterprise software that emerges now that Salesforce has bought this? I think you're gonna see another round of people looking and saying, hmm, maybe now is a good time to launch a competitor. Now you'd say, why would that be? very simple. When these big companies acquire them, they get a bunch of indigestion, right? We talked about that, like, can they acquire this without squashing it? Can they acquire it and accelerate its growth as opposed to slow it down? Who's going to run it? Do you have somebody great? Is Stewart going to stay with the company or is Salesforce going to run it? That's all. The, those are all the questions that are going to come up and they'll be the second order questions if, in fact, this deal goes through. But either way, congratulations to all the investors um for me it would be disappointing if for example uber were to sell as i'm still a shareholder in uber if they were to sell you know to google or to you know amazon i I would feel good in a way but you know because it would be the end of the journey and it would be an exit but i would also be kind of bummed that they didn't keep that independent spirit alive and become a trillion dollar company eventually or become you know a $500 billion company. You really, as an investor, wanna see them become independent concerns that exist forever, like Amazon and Facebook and Google have and Tesla has. Tesla could have been taken out at 50 billion, 75 billion by Apple or Google, but now at 500 billion or whatever their market cap is, they're gonna be a strong independent company for some time to come. Um, so great job. It's opportunistic, right? You have these, the stock market is on a tear. But Slack's stock has not gone up and appreciated the way other companies have. So when they have that funny money and you've got a lot of equity, that's why probably half of this is cash is because the people who are selling their shares in Slack, if that report is in fact correct, they would like to cash in some chips and get cash, but they probably won't have the upside of maybe uh, owning it. Now, if Salesforce stock goes up 10%, like Amazon did after Whole Foods, it went up, not 10%, but the value of Whole Foods, theoretically on paper, Benioff could get this for free. If the market cap goes up $25 billion because people believe that Salesforce is a bigger player and that this is a creative and that this is going to be a catalyst for Salesforce's existing products and that Salesforce's existing team is going to be a catalyst to drive more people to use Slack and adopt it because it's more trusted in the large enterprises. I wouldn't be surprised if Salesforce goes up $10 billion, $20 billion in the month after this acquisition, if it in fact occurs, because that'd be a great sign that it was, you know, a great acquisition and the market believed in it. So we'll see. It's a bittersweet, bittersweet, if true, uh, for the shareholders, I'm sure they would have rather seen it become a large independent company. And if you just think about like, if you're a Slack user, they have built an audio and video that hasn't changed. And is kind of buried in the product. And it hasn't changed in a year or two. I haven't seen any new features. And I always thought to myself, why are people even using Zoom if, they, if they're if they using Slack? Because when you're in a Slack room, you just click start a call and you don't have to install another piece of software. You don't have to leave that piece of software. You can use the same chat room as opposed to firing up a second chat room. And I just think Slack didn't do a great job of marketing these products to existing users. I never got an upsell inside of Slack like, hey, would you like to set up a call? Or, you know, can you make a channel that is a reoccurring? Uh, weekly meeting, so let's say you had a weekly Wednesday staff meeting, could you make a room that was also the call and have it be a calendar item, you know, sort of thing? It just didn't seem like the product vision, it almost like it topped out, right? And they didn't have somebody there making bold, visionary bets.
0: On episode 1146, recent launch accelerator graduate Pablo Stanley details his top learnings from the program.
2: I was blessed that I learned a lot of things, but, uh, if I have to pick, uh, three of them, one is like, uh, you gotta stay focused, which is something that, uh, like every, in every startup, I think it's really hard, right? Because you, there are so many directions that you can take. Uh, but if you stay focused, that will allow you to just like focus on your goals and your strategy, how you're going to get there. You keep people motivated, but also it looks well with investors because the uh, investors want to see clearly what is uh what is coming mm. next and if you have a clear path there also something that that i think uh, uh investors really gravitated to was uh being authentic and which is something that that i think uh, you you should work on something that is crucial for you and use your startup as a vehicle for those ideas. And maybe that's a little bit hippie, but, uh, it's actually true. Uh, uh investors also gravitated towards that. They saw that, uh, my co-founders were really creative coders. Uh, I'm, I'm also an artist, illustrator. So that it all kind of like made mm. sense. So that, uh, that was also something that they, that I think they appreciated of our team. And also, well, as a lesson for myself, also it was just like, uh, being able to listen. And and after being in so many calls, because, uh, by the way, we do this every
0: week, every week we have to pitch and we have to talk to the investors. 16 weeks
2: straight of just pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching.
0: On episode 1147, Jason Lemkin explains the keys to maintaining high growth at a public tech company.
3: I'm a huge fan of Slack. We chatted about it the first time you had me on your show. Yeah. Uh, you were a HipChat fan. I said Slack. I would was be all we in on HipChat. Yeah, I had some fun. I've been a fan. I, you know, at the first SaaS annual ever, I the only speaker I didn't know was Stuart Butterfield. I begged him to come when Slack was doing six million in revenue. I'm I'm OG fan, right? Yes. Uh, and I think Stuart is the kind of person we all want to work for. Someone that deeply cares about people, that cares about inclusion, that cares about doing the right thing, that cares about product, right? He's a mensch. He really is. And I I have no criticisms, only admiration. But what I have learned, now that there are so many SaaS companies, there weren't any SaaS companies at a billion in ARR when Slack was found. Now there's a ton at a billion. Zendesk is at a billion. HubSpot's at a billion. Zero's at a billion. We can go on and on. Slack's coming at a billion. And what we've learned is the ones that approach a billion and don't have a second product line that's equally as big, slow down. Ultimately, there's only so many consumers. Now, there are exceptions, but even Zoom, I would say, has two product lines, B2C and B2B. Right, And yes, schools Zoom's and families. 3 Zoom's at yeah. 3 billion, but the pure old Zoom is only at a billion, and that Zoom is adding phone to get bigger, because the old Zoom isn't big enough to get to 10 billion, it needs to add phone, right? Phone. And- yeah, phone is the like big push. Like literal phones. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, huge amount. Zoom has two big pushes, enterprise and phone, and then there's this weird thing that uh, other than revenue market, I don't think Eric ever wanted, which was this the yoga and the jazzercise side yeah. of Zoom in schools. It's Book a heavy, clubs, right? schools. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's great, but but so and the ones that slow down, the Dropbox is in the box and I love that you and I love these products, but they their growth rates are slow, the Survey Monkeys. They start to slow into the teens, 15, 16, 18 and that's the death knell for a high growth company. You're not a high growth tech company. And you have, and you look at folks like Viva, you know, Viva was this pharma CRM that spun out of Salesforce, it's another great success. But their vault product, which is where you archive, uh, um, um, uh, compliance based content. The vault product's larger than the pharma product today. It's larger than the initial product. Look at Twilio. Twilio is at three billion in a rocket ship, but it's added SendGrid, it's added Segment, yes. it's added it's added call center, it's added a whole bunch of things. that if Twilio had just been Twilio, that that lovely API we love, it was never going to get to ten billion. And Slack didn't do it. And Stuart could do it. There's a great team. But I think culturally, they didn't want to do it. Got and it. I think you have to decide, okay, guys, are we going to reboot our company? Are we going to reboot our company and be more? Or should we be the slack arm of a bigger company? And I think it's a logical choice for that reason, because there's only one product.
0: On episode 1148... Apps Without Code founder, Tara Reed details some lessons that she teaches her students.
4: There are two things that we're looking at for success. One is that you got a completed product an app built and launched and then two is that you're generating some revenue from it and so those are the two main things that we're looking at although we actually were just talking about this inside a team we have 18 people on our team now we were just talking about we have a, a slack channel of student wins and we do see student wins in there that are like actually I ended up getting a promotion at work oh. because I showed all these new skill sets. And I came up with, I proposed an idea to my team of a, a product we can build to automate something in-house. And they were so impressed that I got a promotion. So we are seeing that. I'm wondering if we should track that in a more robust way about the promotions, too. Um, that was not an intended focus, though. Really, the intention focus was around entrepreneurship and launching your own business. So examples of things that people are building, because this is my favorite part of it. Um, are usually people are building ideas in non-sexy industries. I'll give you some examples. Um, I have an alum who uh, had a ton of experience in manufacturing in the Midwest. And he told me, I didn't know this, but that in assembly lines in like Chicago, Detroit, they're still tracking everything with pen, paper, and a clipboard. Like, yep, that's done. Check. Yep, that's done. But everybody's got a phone in their pocket. And he's like, this mm. is so dumb. So he built an app for, uh, for manufacturing companies to track their process um, mm. of what's completed, what's not. So that headquarters can see when the process is moving a little bit too slowly, when a machine's maybe about to break down because of time lags. So they can so see like that a real time. a checklist
1: kind of uh, app.
4: It's Super more or less dead like simple
1: a- yeah.
4: yeah, a checklist with analytics to be able to see and then people can sort of log their each individual parts of the process, right? Um, and this is probably done on
1: paper before or an email or some unstructured data. He probably built yeah, it in two weeks. Yeah, they're doing it on
4: paper now. They're doing it on paper. Oh. So, yes. so he his first customer was Coca-Cola who licensed this. What? Right? So... My, one of the things or the directions that I often will direct my students into is the concept of white labeling, because mm-hmm. for many of them going after like a consumer business means that they need a lot of customers. They have to be really good marketers. And it means that there's a long lag of time between between starting and having enough money to pay your bills. Right? right. Like I always say, like, you need a lot of ninety nine cents to pay your bills. If you want to do the math, you are welcome to do it. Yes. So so. And it winds up being
1: $0.70 after you give Apple their cut.
4: (laughs) Right, right, right. So, we have a no $0.99 app rule, right? Yeah. Um, And then we talk about the concept of white labeling. There are other ways that other students do it, but a lot of them will white label their products and go get a handful of customers who are paying anywhere from 5000 maybe something even down to $3,000, all the way up to like $20,000 plus a year yep. for access to it and if you just made something and started something and you already have industry expertise so you have people maybe on your LinkedIn that you can contact to start you know, some deals to get some first customers and it took you a couple weeks maybe four weeks To build this five weeks to build this because you're doing it for the first time and you then spent a couple more weeks actually starting to land the customers and you land a couple five thousand dollar deals a couple twenty thousand dollar deals that's huge
0: the best of this week in startups is brought to you by our crowd helps you invest early in pre-ipo companies alongside professional vcs if you're interested in investing You can join our crowd for free at ourcrowdcom slash twist. Masterclass. Learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Get an annual membership to Masterclass and give one to someone else for free at Masterclass.com slash startups. Fiverr. Find the perfect freelance services for your business. Go to Fiverr.com and use code TWIST to receive 10% off your first order. And ChartHop. Growing your company is hard. Planning for it doesn't have to be. Visualize your company's future in seconds with ChartHop. Get $600 in credits, which will cover your first five employees, by signing up at charthop.com slash twist today. Pipe. SaaS companies. This is for you. Pipe helps you unlock your recurring revenue as upfront capital. No debt, no loans, no dilution. Sign up in minutes and start trading on Pipe free for 12 months at pipe.com slash twist. Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of software that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your business. Your first app is free forever, And right now, Odoo is offering $1,000 off your first implementation pack at odoo.com slash twist. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash twist. LinkedIn Sales Navigator. With face-to-face meetings now a thing of the past, you'll need to quickly adapt your sales strategy to stay ahead. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is the tool designed to help you master digital selling. Go to linkedin.com slash sass to start your 60-day free trial. That's linkedin.com slash s-a-a-s. Squarespace. Turn your idea into a new website. Go to squarespace.com slash twist for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code twist to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people and every hire matters. Get $50 off your first job post at linkedin.com slash twist and Roman. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Go to getroman.com slash twist and get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. A free online visit and free two-day shipping.